if I killed myself that night, that would be the end for me. That's how Ose left. That's my legacy in this world. Having the opportunity to come to another country and wasting money and doing all of that and losing it and getting scammed and looking for sugar mommy and then he died. What kind of story is that? Hello. I welcome you to this episode. I'm going to be telling you how I went from sleeping outside a grocery to ending up on the billboard in the biggest mall in the world and getting signed to the best modeling agency in the region in the span of four years. This is Ose Odia. I'm your host of the Get Exposed show. Share it with someone. Share it with your friend, with your closest friend. If I had the opportunity to listen to this from someone who went through my experience back then, it will help me faster. I want people to get help faster than they get problems. Let's get right into it. Today, I'm going to be talking about the boy who moved out to a new country all by himself without knowing someone or anyone on anything about the place. At a very young age, I was 18, when I decided to move to this country, and me and my family decided that I should move to this country to study. I'm going to take you through that journey of four years in this episode. Thank you for giving me your time. If you're still here, let's get right into it. Where do I start? I landed in Dubai in September of 2018. Yeah, because I'm 18, so figures... When you're on the plane and you look down the window and you just see the beautiful city lights and you can see the city has structure already compared to where I'm from, where you're landing is like half, half. I was like, wow, this wasn't my first time coming to Dubai. I had come before with my dad to check out universities. We found one university in GLT for me. And I decided that was it, you know. I did not want to go to Academic City because I felt it was too far from the city itself. It was like a 30-minute drive. And I didn't want to, like, have that limitation on coming to the city because there was nothing I knew about the city, but still it felt like a limitation. So I chose university in JLT. It was a really good Austrian university. This time I'm coming all alone. I'm used to it. I've been traveling for six years before this back in my home country i used to travel like twice a year back home to see my family and then back to school i still six months without seeing my family sometimes i was used to being alone i was used to flying alone there was no much problems because also once you land in dubai as long as everything is right with you you have no worries that's another thing i love about this country but where i'm coming from even if you're perfect they will create problems for you <laughs> back to it i land in dubai the first thing I do is to take the taxi. You come out of the airport and then you have some people hustling you to come take a nice car. And I'm like, why not? Let's do it. I hop in the Lexus. I pull out my Android phone. It was Infinix. I'm sure you don't even know there's a brand called Infinix. But yeah, I was whipping out the Infinix phone. I took a selfie video, sent it to my friends, like, yo, I'm in Dubai. I sent it to my family. I've landed and all of that good stuff. So I head into my hotel in Tierra. I booked a hotel in the area because my mind was like, save money, save money. So my dad had given me some money and he doesn't know where next he'll be able to send me money. And I don't know where next I'll be able to get money. I can't remember the exact amount, but it wasn't much at all. Trust me. I had to Dera to book a hotel before I figure out accommodation and all that good stuff. Then from Dera, I'll take a taxi down to JLT, which cost, but I'll save money on, on that hotel. So it was cool. And then I have went to do all my documents. I had to register because I remember I came late to school because I think I had problems with flights. We couldn't afford 
a flight so we had to wait till a cheaper flight had come out before before i could come here and uh, everyone has registered that i was late but they knew i was coming so i just went and registered everything was fine i said hi to the person who helped us process everything for us now i'm legally in dubai he tells me to go to the clinic to get my test to get my emirates id they have done all the processes for me already all the documentation and everything that's the next thing i'm doing i'm going to take my test I do all my tests, everything is fine. I come to campus. I know no one. It's, I don't know. I've never felt this way. Only when I resumed boarding school six years ago. So I'm like, okay, okay. Same thing, same thing. But everyone is so nice. Everyone is so nice to me. They're like, yo, who are you? I'm like, I am me. You know, I'm Ose. I'm introducing myself. as cool, cool. Where are you from? That is the number one question in Dubai, I realized. Because there's so many nationalities here, basically. Everyone's favorite question to ask. Even subconsciously, I ask that question now. Where are you from? I can remember a point in my life where I've said Nigeria more than anything was my slogan for like the first two weeks nigeria nigeria i was so proud i'm nigerian because oh you're from nigeria oh that's cool afrobeat you know like there's a cool blah 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 i'm like yeah not really boy yeah i guess we're cool yeah we're cool like yeah yeah we're cool they tell me yo if you have a problem go meet this guy if you need this go meet this guy so i know who to run to for problems now that's sorted out and then i go find accommodation me and my dad, when we came to Dubai previously to look for universities, remember, we met a guy, a real estate agent in the mall who was trying to make us buy an apartment, but we couldn't afford one. But yeah. Anyways, he took us to his own apartment. He was Nigerian, so we got on a friendly note. He lived in JBR. I remember when I came to JBR at first, it looked so majestic. It still does, but the first time for anything just hits different. It looked so nice. And he was like, it was my dream to move here. I used to live in Charger before and I'm here now. And he took us to his room. It was a tiny, very, very tiny space in a, in a big house. And we're like, oh, at least you have the whole house. <laughs> so they were sharing houses. They give everyone a room. In the house, it was very small and I didn't understand this guy's reasoning. I'm like, why will you stay here? Why not just have your own small studio or something somewhere else? But skip that. Then now, this is days. It takes days to look for accommodation in Dubai. Not weeks, actually. Days. I go check some apartments out, go for some viewings with the landlords and all of that. And I didn't find anything I could afford. <laughs> I didn't find anything that my money could buy. Okay, cool. What about these places where like you can share like a nice house with other people? I don't mind that. I'm coming from boarding school. We're like more than 20 in a big room in boarding school. Okay, It was like a military school. So you sleep with 20 people. You do everything with them. They're your brothers for life. Shout out to Faith Academy. And I don't mind. I'm university now. It doesn't mean I can't live with people. That was my head. Once I'm out of boarding school, I'm never living with people again. I'm living alone. Blah, blah, blah. And then I said to see options I could afford. Let me stay in JBR. By the way, I checked Basha. I checked all these other places in Dubai, downtown. But they were far from university. And I wanted to be close to university. So in case I'm broke, I can walk to uni. That was my mentality. And yeah, it actually happened. Fast forward, I get a place in JBR. It's a nice place. I'm sharing a master bedroom. With one more person, I had my own closet, had my own bedroom. Not my own bedroom, like, there's just two of us, basically. So it was like a roommate. I like this. We had a kitchen. You had your spaces for your own food in the kitchen. It was cool. And I paid for that. I think I paid for two, three months already, so I won't have to think about that. I told my dad, like, okay, cool. At least you don't have to worry about rent. You have always place to sleep. 
No, I paid for a month. Sorry. Don't don't mind me. I liked having money in my account. So, cash, sorry. Because I didn't have a bank account. Nigerian bank account. But there's nothing in there because I had cash. He gave me dollars and I transferred that to Dirham. It seemed a lot more. I enjoyed carrying the cash everywhere. Okay, I settle down. I pack. I move in. Get all my stuff sorted. Next day, it's time for university. I dress up, dress nice. I have this maroon sweatshirt I got in Nigeria before I came. With the black sweatpants I bought in Dera. With my red Air Forces that were probably fake. Because I bought it in Nigeria and thought it was real. I go to uni and I meet my acquaintances. They're like, where are you staying? Security, like, we found a place to, to settle down. I'm like, yeah, I live in Jibria. They were like, oh, damn, bro, you're balling. I'm like, yeah, you know how it is. You know, I'm feeling myself, feeling good. But I'm sharing a house with people. I thought, like, only me knew this. I thought it was a secret. And I head into class, go for... I missed introductions. Remember, I came late to school. So I just go straight into lectures. I'm gangster. I catch up. I get my Wi-Fi. I get all, all those things you need for university. My login to your database, that kind of thing. And then I go for class. My first class was economics or math. Our economics teacher was... She was very strict. And I'm a very... Classes by nine. I'm there 8.50. I'm strict also. She loved me. We kicked up on the right note. She came earlier so she can see who comes late. I was the only guy there and I was just looking. I was ready to start taking notes. It's time. It's good time. It is what your family sacrificed so much for. My dad, he was building a family house and he sold that so he can afford to send me to Dubai. It's go time. Let's focus. Let's do what we're here for. And I start. Everything is cool. Lectures are so easy. Oh my God. It's so easy. Like I was actually happy being in school. University was so fun for me because where I'm coming from, I did one year of university in Lagos, Nigeria. And usually I'm in a hall. Not a class. I'm in a hall with 2,000 other people. <laughs> and there's a lecturer downstairs, literally downstairs, who is talking. You can't hear him. And there's a board downstairs. You can't see it. And right in front of me, I can see my lecturer eye to eye. She sees me. I see the board. I hear her. She hears me. I'm like, yo. And there's, what, 10 more people in class with me? 15 max. This is cool. We can do this. And then I take my lectures. This is how the semester went. My first month of Dubai was wonderful. I meet this guy, a friend from university. Let's call him Jacob. Jacob takes me out one day in his Pajero. Was it Pajero? Yeah, I think it was a Pajero. Let's go chill. Let's go. I haven't done any of this, by the way. I've been living my... Buy groceries, cook what you can cook, buy cheap food, and try to save money because you don't know. You do not know. <laughs> I've been living like this. But I was like, ah, you know, today, let's just go. And it takes me to this nice lounge. They have shisha. I've never smoked in my life. <laughs> and then we have shisha. We have nice food and all of this. I'm just ordering. And then the bill comes. Is this real? Is this real? I try to act cool like it's nothing. And I just pay for it. I think it was about like 300 dirhams for me. I, I went home and I... I, I kind of cost myself out what did you just do bro just to look cool for someone you don't even know i see the guy in the uni next day i'm still acting cool for this guy but this time we don't go to eat or anything crazy we just go meet some of his friends in the place these guys are his friends from high school and i'm this guy from nigeria who came to dubai a week ago looking at everyone eye to eye who are these people i've never heard people talk like this in my life I've never seen people that look like this in my life. I was like, they are aliens. <laughs> it was a cool experience seeing foreigners because you don't usually see them. Obviously, I've seen white people before in Nigeria, 
But now I'm seeing brown people, I'm seeing white people, I'm seeing everybody, everybody. Everything was astonishing to me. After that, he takes me to his house, his villa, and he has a nice villa, by the way. And we just chilled there, I sleep over at his place. That was my first sleepover outside Nigeria. It was pretty cool. Then the next morning, his dad is like, who is this? Who did you let slip in the house? He shouted his dad to him. Yo, it's my friend from university. What are you saying, dad? Oh my God, I'm never doing this again. I'm anxious as hell. I apologized to his dad. His dad acted like I did not exist. And he's just talking to his son. His son is talking back to him. Bro, that's your dad. Why are you shouting back? Really, bro? <laughs> I was getting really scared because I've never seen that in my life. You cannot talk back to your parents. When they're shouting, when they're talking to you, you shut the you shut up and you look them in the eye because if you look away it's a sign of disrespect according to where i'm from and then we head back to uni by the way i'm breezing through uni everything is cool i'm attending classes early because i wake up early i can walk to uni it's a 20 minute walk either that or I take a taxi so if i'm a bit late i take a taxi if not i go for a walk the weather at that time was around september october so it wasn't too hot where i lived in nigeria was in the north it was hot it was kind of the same thing so i could walk and i know that i'm gonna be in ac the whole day i just gave myself that morning walk ish i walked for 20 minutes to uni with my bag i didn't have a laptop even just my mobile phone and a pen and a book that was me for weeks and weeks and then end of the first month wraps up Osi has been chilling Osi has been doing this Osi has been doing that but he has some leftover money. Dad sends him some more money. He's like, okay, cool. I'm rich now. I want to be a businessman. That, that's the next thought that popped up to my head. I want to start something. I want to make more money. So I can chill. So I can be in a villa. So I can drive a car. All these things. One day, we finish uni. And we're in the lobby. There's like ping pong. There's a vending machine. I go take the vending machine. I always buy snacks every day. And I even share snacks for my acquaintances. <laughs> it's coins, you know. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's nothing. Just 10 dirhams every, every day. It's cool. It's time to go home. Everyone is heading home. We get in the elevator. Everyone goes to B. That's basement level. And I go to G. Because that's the main entrance of the building. That's how I go home every day. And uh, I was like, why is everyone going to B? It wasn't B. And then when I go out of G, I see everyone coming out of the parking with their cars. All my acquaintances like, yo, say bye, see you tomorrow. Some didn't even notice me. And everyone is driving nice cars. You see like a Bentley come out. You see like SUVs come out, you know, Chevrolets, Dodges. Vroom, 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 and the cars are going everywhere. Okay, nice. I didn't know you guys were balling like that. And then I go out of the building. Time to head to Bon Burger and buy my 12 dirham lunch maximum 20 that place was and is still there i've checked recently it's so cheap and the food is a lot it's an indian place that's where i usually go to get lunch slash dinner and then i head home and eat it and watch youtube or stuff like that on my phone i see my classmates he parked in g there's a very little parking in g where you can park valet he opens his door the blue coupe maserati can't remember the name. I think it's a Levant. He goes into his sexy car. Yo, uh, I'll say we'll see you tomorrow because we're working on the project together. We have a presentation to give a class. We are studying business management, by the way. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, bro. I'll text you if I have anything. In the back of my head, I start asking, why am I not like them? All these thoughts that get into my head. Why am I not driving a car? They tell me where they live. I go on Google Maps. I type the location. 
the villas, meadows, and Arabian ranches. I check it out, and this place is nice. I check rent out of curiosity 300,000 dirham. How much do I have? Oh, yeah, and I don't have that. <laughs> Why am I not like them? Car is because my family doesn't have that much money, it's not my fault. There's nothing I can do. I'm an 18 year old guy. Then I remember. There's someone in the university who has a business. I can't remember if it was a fashion brand or something, but he has a business. And that business is making him enough money for him to get a car and his own apartment. I think he was 1920, so it's not the age. If I'm like this, in the next five years, I'll still be the same. That's when I'll finish uni, get the job. A job is not going to get me a car and a house. I've always had this mentality. I never wanted to be normal. I never wanted to work a nine to five since I was in high school. By the way, I haven't told you, but I'm a basketball player. We're going to enter the story right now. And then it's my heritage is because I'm from Africa. But then there's people back home that I know that even have more than this. So that counts out. So it's not my age. It's not my heritage. It's not because I'm black. Because another black guy, his own house and he's very, very rich in the university. It's not my color. So what else? I'm looking for things to blame. And I realized that. I was just getting really good at giving excuses. I needed to stop thinking this way about myself. I said, I need to stop putting myself down. I had no plan. I had no business ideas or anything like that. But from that moment on, I started living with my head above the clouds, which came back to bite me in the ass. Now I'm home. Like I said, I got extra money from dad, right? I want to start something that makes me money. I want to make money fast. I want to make money easy. Those two don't go well together. Making money fast and easy is only crime. <laughs> it's only crime that makes money fast and easy. The reason I left Nigeria is not to go to uni or have a corporate life. I always did not like it. Not that it's bad, but I personally did not like 9 to 5 since I was in high school because of a guy that asked me who I want to be in life. What do I want to be? Normal? I really thought about it and it changed my thinking. I've always been a good basketball player since high school. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to become a professional basketball player, playing the NBA. I was meant to go to Canada to pursue my basketball dreams, but my visa got rejected by the embassy. So you guys kind of know how I ended up in Dubai now and what I'm in, what I'm doing outside of Nigeria. I could have finished university in Nigeria or anywhere else. I play basketball every day. I do not skip a day. Weekends, basketball, weekday basketball. In the morning, in the evening, I was that person. I loved it. I kept on getting better and I kept on getting better and I kept on getting better. But basketball is not something that can bring you money now. Basketball money, sports money is slow and heavy. It's very slow as per like it takes you years to earn a single dollar as an athlete. But when you earn that dollar, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be a lot. It's a high risk, high reward kind of path in life. I wanted to go professional in sports. And I was taking that lane. I was putting the work. I was playing basketball for about two years now, seriously, with that vision to play professionally. I've never made a single dirham or dollar or naira playing basketball. But I've gotten my biggest blessings in life playing basketball. I'll never forget this. Now I've been in Dubai for a month or so. We have this discussion in uni. Everyone's talking about meeting up with girls and all of that stuff that there's like rich women here in Dubai. <laughs> they just, just like nice guys around them and they'll like pay you to come chill with them because their husbands are bad or whatever. And I was listening to this and in the back of my mind, I was plotting and scheming. And they were like, there's Tinder here in Dubai. Okay. 
if I'm one of those women, I'll easily find guys on Tinder. So I make a Tinder account. I think two days after making the account, I see something. I remember it read something like this. Uh, sugar mommy in Dubai looking for young, hot, handsome men to spoil. Weekly salary and allowances. Contact plus 971. Blah, 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 blah. I thought I hit the jackpot. But uh, I swipe on it. And then a day after, it's a match. Oh, it's time to make fast, easy money. Let's get it. Let's go with the sugar mamas. A person calls me. We chat for some time. I'm down. Let's do it. I'll chill with you. It's fine. I'll massage you. I don't mind. I'm just make money. Someone calls me. Are you Osei? Yeah, this is me. Oh, okay. We need you to come to the to a hotel to meet up with the sugar mama. They are the agency. <laughs> they connect. Oh my god. They connect you with the sugar mama. Talent agency. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. Yeah, sure. Oh, but you need to you need to pay for for the driver to come pick you up. No, no, sorry. Before we get there. They're like, you need to pay your agency fees. Why can't you take that from the money that she's guaranteed to give me? No, they need to make sure that uh, I'm a real person and I'm serious about it. That if I don't want it, they can go get someone else now. Okay, sorry, sorry. How do I send you money? I, I, I don't have a bank. And they're like, okay, just go buy recharge cards. Buy 25 and send us the picture. I'm doing that. They were like, first buy 100. I go buy 110. I scratch it. I take a picture on my phone. I send it on WhatsApp. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, we're coming out to pick you up. Yes, I dress up nice. Perfume on. Everything. I'm, I'm so happy. Yes, finally. It was so easy. Let's get it, boys. Time to ball. It's time to make mama proud. They promised something like 3,000 dirham per week. Plus allowances. Plus shopping. I can get a one-bedroom apartment alone. I can get a car. After some time, also, he texted me again. I can't remember word for word, but I remember now it was, I don't know, man. Greed took over me. All these fantasies about making money so fast and easily, it took over me. Now looking at it, the things I did, the things I was willing to do for this were so stupid. <laughs> have you ever made decisions in, in the past and now you look at it how was i so dumb really you did this then they asked me like you have to pay for the driver because we're using a separate driver you have to pay him the money don't worry you get your money back after tonight cool how do i send him the money then i said i'll pay him when he comes pick me up and trust me i'll pay him the money no you have to send the money now or else we can't do it at this point i can't stop now i have to go to hell with it i run down to the supermarkets i live in floor 20 buy again scratch it take the picture send it to them i kid you not we keep on going back and forth they kept on pulling out more reasons and more bills to charge me for this and at a point i've spent more than a thousand when you lose 500 they are telling you that you will get it back but i kept on giving them more money i had this mentality that i'm going to get everything back tonight i'm going to get all my money back i'll send it i kept on sending 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 at a point i lose it what's going on i've been sending you money where's the driver what hotel is it i'm going to come by myself you don't need to send the driver they put me on the line and i hear a female voice Oh my God, I hear a female voice on the line. At this point, I come back to my cloud nine of fantasies. And now she's like, oh, please just answer them. I cannot do anything. Only if you go through them. She was so soft. I can't wait to see you. I'm really bored and I'm tired. So now I'm filled with adrenaline. I'm in cloud nine. I go back to text or call them and they keep on sending me bills.
I lost three thousand that night, almost a thousand dollars that night. When I finally realized that I got finessed, I got scammed. I'm the one that just stopped talking, stopped calling them. I have really messed up. I have really gotten it all wrong. I head back to my room. I remove all my clothes, remove everything I was wearing, and I. I'm sinking now. I'm not at my lowest yet. I'm sinking into the lowest points I have ever known in my life. I am too stunned to speak to anyone. I am too stunned to cry. All I am thinking now is not being alive. I've lost all my money. This is all my money to pay for the next rent. This was meant to pay for my feeding. This is for my transportation. In my head, I was going to get everything back and more tonight. The ground should just open up and swallow me. That's how I felt. It, it it didn't. Okay, if the ground is not going to open up and swallow me, I'm going to go to the ground and throw myself inside. I wear my slippers and I walk to the beach. I can't swim. It's dark. It's around 9 p.m. There's not a lot of people, but there's people there. I still start walking on the beach. You can see the palm on the right. You can see blue waters on the left, but you can't see anything in between. And I go in between. Right now, I'm just looking into the depths of the ocean. I see nothing. Just black darkness that's exactly how i feel and that's exactly what i'm saying i didn't know what i was going to tell my parents i didn't have friends i did not have any friend at this point i had acquaintances people why would they help me i start walking into the water slowly step by step the water reaches my knees it's cold at this point i can't even feel nothing no one is talking to me because there's actually people in the water People can go to the beach and swim. No one has anything to worry about. It's just a random guy who's walking in the water. I keep on walking. I've already made up my mind. I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to end my life. I don't know how to explain it, but the world ended for me at that point. I blamed myself for the greed. I blamed them for being so wicked and harsh. At the point on the call, I was crying to them and telling them, oh, I'm a student, I just got to Dubai, I, I don't know, please help, send me some back, please. And I still kept on asking for more, you know. If you don't send more, we won't send to you. Okay, and I sent more and more and more and more. I messaged some friends from back home to send me some money. And then I took that money and I sent them more. I finished all the cash that was in my hand. And I took other people's money. I borrowed other people's money and I gave them. I gave them all my money and more. I'm walking into the water. I don't know how to go into tomorrow. There's no tomorrow for me anymore. I plan to kill myself and drown. Then life will be better for everyone. My dad doesn't have to look at the disappointment. I don't have to face him. I keep on walking till the water gets up to my neck i close my eyes about to take the last few steps and just because remember i can't swim so once my head went in even if i wanted to leave i could not swim so that means therefore i will i'll have ended my life but then i remember something my mom used to say when i used to ask her why we were not balling why we were not wealthy why we we're suffering sometimes sometimes it was hard and i questioned them i feel bad for it and she said ah oh, don't worry all of this is just to make your story unique. All of this is so you can inspire someone else. You're going through all of this so your biography will be better. I'm hearing this and I, I'm hearing my dad now how I should not forget who I am. Like, who am I? I'm, I'm a disappointment. I'm a greedy son of a gun. What have I done? This is just two months into moving out to a new country and I've done all of this. 
I've done nothing. I've given them no results whatsoever. Then my brother's image come into my head. Wow, I can't leave him alone. And I think about basketball. I think about Michael Jordan. I think about Stephen Curry, my favorite players. I want to see these guys. I want to play with them. I was that much of a dreamer. Now all my dreams are coming to my head. My family coming to my head. And I just decide not to do it. I don't know why. I was hell bent. I was ready to do it. I didn't even take my phone. I was just playing. And I and I just walked back out. And I went to sit down on a sledge. The moon lit up the sky. And I just looked into it. I don't know how or say, you can't end it like this. This is too easy. The mistake you've made, why you are at this point, is the reason why you're in this position is because you looked for the easy way out. From that moment, I decided that Anything I'm doing, I'm never going to go the easy way. I'm never going to look for the fast way to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to make sure I'm proud of anything I do, even if it doesn't work out good. I'm going to be proud of the process. That was when I fell in love with the process of doing things and not the results. That's what made me who I am today. That was the lowest point in my life up to today. I've not had any lower point than that. I go back home. I don't have any appetite. I don't have any energy. I just sleep. I block all of them on WhatsApp. I delete Tinder and I sleep. I wake up the next day. It's time for lecture. I go to university. Now I'm not feeling the impact of what had just happened. But I, I lost everything I had. I still have a couple of hundred. I'm able to buy lunch. I'm able to pay for transport and all these things until the day where I check my wallet and all I have is a hundred. In two days, the rent is going to expire. I'll need to pay the new rent. This is what I did not want to face, what I didn't want to experience. That is why I wanted to kill myself. Because now what will I do? It's not like I can call up my dad and tell him to send money. He doesn't have that money to send to me. He sold the whole house just so he can afford to send me here. And all of that money was with me and that was the money I had squandered. My rent is expired. My landlord comes to me. Where's your rent? Tell him please. So what happened to me? I lost a lot of money. I tried to start a business. A business. Uh, blah 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 he's like oh sorry you're still in school yes i'm still in school his lectures yeah lectures was fine oh, i think he's good he's my friend now he cares about me i go to school and then the d-day comes where i'm supposed to pay the rent he tells me or say where's the rent i tell him i don't have it he looks me in the eye and tells me to move out i couldn't believe this i'm like what really i just i told you i don't have money i told you i lost everything i told you i don't have anything move out i don't care literally tells me to pack out i don't know where to go i leave my boxes close to the house there's a storage area close to the house that's where i'm dressing up for you now i'm so low i didn't have any pride or dignity anymore i was asking everyone yo this is what happened to me i lost all my money can i crash with you for a few weeks till i figure shit out i was the laughing stock of university at least that's how i felt there's this guy who lives very close by in GLT and I go tell him I tell him about it but then he never texts me or talks to me after that and I go to my other friend who lives in GLT also and I explain to him he's like I'll try my best him sleep on the couch bro or the floor please this is so bad timing because his family was coming to stay with him for a few weeks also so I couldn't stay at his place I have nowhere to stay my landlord texts me and tells me to come take my luggage and everything from the house. I go take everything. I do not know what to do. And then I just close your eyes and just go to uni every day till you drop dead. My mentality was this. 
if this will not kill you, if you're not going to drop dead right now, keep going, keep going forward, keep pushing. I kept on pushing. I didn't see any lights at the end of the tunnel, nothing. I just know that as long as my legs could walk and my mouth were walking, my eyes were walking, keep going forward or say, there's this supermarket Zoom in JOT I, and there's a car parking there, the basement parking. I keep my boxes in the car park. It looks natural. It looks normal in the corner. There's seats outside Zoom. There's seats and benches and there's tables there. That is where I slept that night. I slept on the bench outside the grocery store. In the morning, I'll wake up. There was a gym in the university building. I'll go there and shower and I'll go to class from there. That was what I was doing for weeks. No one noticed this. It did not show my face. Because also, there was something my mom taught me. When you're going through hell, look like you're going through heaven. Because that's where you want to be. I don't know how I did it. And I was still playing basketball. In the evenings after uni, I'll go to my box in the car garage, wear my basketball clothes, wear my basketball shoes, go to the court in JLT, which is right downstairs from my university, play basketball. I'm hella tired. I didn't eat the whole day. I cannot afford a three-course meal at this point. But I usually eat after basketball because that's when I'm at my hungriest, I'm at my weakest physically. Then I go to Bon Burger, grab something for rice because he has lots of carbs. I kept on living until one night I was just chilling on my phone at Zoom with my boxes beside me. I, I don't know why, but I had my boxes and everything beside me. I think I was waiting for a security guy to leave the parking so I can drop my boxes there for the day. Someone is walking. It's dark. I can't really see their face. They look to see who who's sitting on the chair at this point. It was, I think 11 a.m. Gets into 12 12 a.m. 11 p.m. getting to 12 a.m. I see that it's people from university. Damn. Oh my God. What what do I do? What do I say? People at the university know that I do not have a place to stay, but no one really tried to help because I was coming to uni every day (laughs) and I was living a normal life. No one really took it that seriously he sees me and then he's like is this all your stuff are you really staying here i wanted to start lying and be like oh i'm just going to my new place or going to my friend's house but i broke down i broke down again now i'm caught this is me man this is where i sleep every day and i come to you to shower and i see you guys and this is me and he felt so bad and he immediately he called remember there's this guy let's name him luke I don't want to drop names because I didn't take their permission. Let's name him Luke. Luke is the one that lives close to JLT. The black boy that I told you who has an apartment. He calls him. Let's name this guy Peter. So Peter calls Luke. Or says outside here in Zoom. I'm sending him to your house now. That kind of stuff. He didn't even ask him because Peter and Luke are very close. He tells me, go to Luke's house. I know Luke's house. I've been there to chill. I've been to Luke's house. He's a cool guy. But I go there with my box. Come in, come in. He lets me stay there. He doesn't treat me like he's helping me out of a big predicament. He has no responsibility to help me. But this guy treats me good, asks me if I'm hungry, gives me food to eat for about two, three weeks. That's why my dad should normally send me money for rent and my allowance. Before that, this guy treated me so good. I'll never forget and he still holds a special place in my heart up to today. That was how I got out of that predicament, losing all my money, being homeless and then this not random person but someone I least expected to. That's how I survived those weeks. Fast forward, I moved back to JBR the next month. I found a place a little bit cheaper than the last time. So in case of anything, I have a good plus minus 
on my money, I can save like a couple hundred. I said trying to be smart with money. But nothing has changed. I was still asking myself the same question. Why am I not like them? Why can't I have this? I, I messed up, but now I'm living the same life I was living previously. And I didn't know what to do. I went back to what gave me joy, to what made me feel the best playing basketball. I didn't try anything funny. I didn't do anything funny. I was just playing basketball every single day. That was when I was at my happiest and I was good. That's when I would get love and joy and everyone would be like, Yo, say, come be on my team. We'll play a good game, have a good game, have a nice time. Everything was good. My parents never found out about this. None of my friends know about this. Only very few knew that I was homeless for some time, but they don't know the details. This is between you and me. Please keep it that way. But share it with someone who will also keep it that way. A little secret of ours. And ever since I've been living in JBR and now I stay in a nice place. Thanks to the wonderful people in my life. As long as you have a mentality that what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Now I know what to tell myself when I'm in tough situations. I know what to do. I've trained my mind now. But back then... I just dogged it out. Sometimes now, I still dog it out. Sometimes you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel to walk towards. But as long as you keep on moving and crawling and rolling forward, the universe works in mysterious ways to provide what you need at the perfect time. I think that if someone helped me out, immediately asked for help when I, was, when I didn't have a place to live, maybe I won't be the same person I am. I think every single thing that happens to us is part of our story and we should embrace it and just keep on moving forward if you keep on moving forward one day that position you were in that bad experience you had is just going to turn into a nice story to tell it's going to turn into a segment of your biography but if you don't move forward that's going to be the end of your chapter that's how you are going to remember your life as because no one is going to remember you if i killed myself that night that would be the end for me that's how i left that's my legacy in this world having the opportunity to come to another country and wasting money and doing all of that and losing it and getting scammed and looking for a sugar mommy and then he died. What kind of story is that? Come on. So keep moving forward and something good will come out. Look at me now. I see I have goals that are way bigger than myself. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. I look good. I'm wearing nice stuff. I'm chilling with good people. I have nice experiences. The other day, I went to watch the NBA games with my best friend. I have real friends now. I have people that I call brothers. I have sisters. I have even parents who watch after me now. My friend's parents, like I'm their kid almost. I have so much blessings right now. I wouldn't have gotten any of this if I stopped, if I quit, if I didn't keep moving forward. I just want to tell you, keep going. Keep going. You don't know. You can't see the lights. Some people be like, oh, there's always a light. I need to turn. Bro, there is no light. Close your eyes and keep running. You know how to run forward with your eyes closed. Even if you're falling down, get up and keep going. One day, that's going to make you who you are. I'm really grateful of my life now, but I, I had hell. I say my family, we were below average, sometimes average on a good day. We had some bad days also, but we all keep moving. We all keep moving. We don't want to end up as the person who closed their chapter on a bad day. I didn't get to the point on how I ended up on the billboards in Dubai Mall, the biggest mall in the world, because I realized that I've been talking for 
over an hour. So I've decided to make it a, a series, maybe the first solo episodes. I'm going to take you on this whole journey and make sure we get there. I'm going to tell you how my world came crumbling after I figured out I lost my ability to play basketball, which was the only thing that was keeping me sane, the only thing that gave me hope that one day, one day everything will change. And I lost that one day. I lost that hope. That's the story I'm going to be telling you on the next episode. If you have enjoyed this episode, you like the story, if you like anything about it, please share it with someone who you think will like it also. And subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to it, on YouTube or your podcast directories. I'm interviewing someone interesting next week. You don't want to miss that. I'm going to be interviewing an artist, a DJ, a producer, an Instagram model, but not in the way you think, next week on the show. And the main topic is going to be taking the next step in life. She's always on the move. She's always doing something new. And she's the perfect person to talk about that topic with. So join me in the next episode next week. Thank you for your time. If you enjoyed this episode, I want more of this. Subscribe. Share it with someone. Share it with your friend, with your closest friend. Help someone. Inspire someone. That is why I am on this microphone and on this camera. To help someone. If I had the opportunity to listen to this from someone who went through my experience back then, it will help me faster. I want people to get help faster than they get problems. That's why I'm doing this. This is one of my most vulnerable stories. And at the same time, I've introduced myself. You can drop in your questions if there's something I missed. If you like, need some more details, ask me the questions on social media, on YouTube comments. DM me. I'll try my best to answer your questions. Thank you for tuning into the Get Exposed show by Ose Odea.